Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. There's a cat over here. There's a cat over there. And the wrong one died. And the wrong one died. Welcome to the Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the catastrophe. I'm your host, Mike Abrams, and today we have another amazing guest. She performed as Victoria on the fifth U.S. National Tour. So welcome, Jean-Michel Saig, and thank you for joining me. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited. Um, the fifth tour, because I know I've, I've talked to a bunch of people, and it was a, many years, but I think you were in the towards the beginning of the fifth yes. tour. So I've now heard some of the chaos that you all dealt with in the beginning of the fifth tour. But before we get to the fifth, we'll, we'll get to your you know your your experience in production and some of the the craziness. But I always we got to start at the beginning with your cat's history. So when did you first see the show? When did you first learn about the show? Like, what was your introduction to cats? Okay. Well, unlike maybe a lot of others, um, I did not see the show until about 200 shows after I performed it. You never um, watched it. I, I like you saw, were in it. okay. I saw the <laughs> video, the okay. VHS the night before I auditioned. Wow. Yeah. So when I was little and it came to LA, my parents saw it and, um, I, we said, how was the show and whatever? And my mom was like, well, there was people dressed as cats and they crawled around and danced and sang. And it was kind of confusing and kind of that kind of a thing. So that's, that was always my impression of the show. And um, I never saw it. And I had the opportunity after dancing professionally in a ballet company um, we were on a break and I came home and my mom was like, there's an audition for cats. I think you should go. And I said, but did you like that show? And she said, you should audition for the show. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, I was in a ballet company. I was really on that path. And, and then I said, well, do you have to stand in the show? And she said, well, probably. So... Then my brother, who is now a lighting designer, was like, you need to watch the show. He brings the VHS into the room. We put it on. We watch it, the whole thing. And I was like, well, if I'm going to be in this show, then I want to be the white cat. Because mm-hmm. she she does all the dancing. I mean, besides, like, many of them, everyone, there's dancing all over the place. That I just sort of fell in love with her. And so uh, that night, it's late at night, I tore through my dance clothes and decided, decided ironically to wear all black and um, <laughs> I went to the audition the next day. So that was sort of like my introduction to even make it to the audition. I love, I love the fact that your parents saw and they were like, yeah, it was okay. Like yeah. they were just like, they weren't, they weren't a pro or con against it. They just, it was something they saw that rolled through town and they're like, you're you're good. We'll we'll take you to other stuff later. Yeah, I think they they sort of appreciated different kinds of shows with like, you know, um, storylines, historical, you know, what whatever. Or a great musical. This is a great musical. However, now that I've done it a million times, 
they're huge fans of the show. Yeah. You know, I mean, we brought so much depth and understanding um, to their lives with this. So, so. Yeah. So, so you did see the VHS. So you got to watch that right before, yes. like day before, yeah. night before, like hours night, before. Late, yeah, late night before. <laughs> okay. So you, so you had at least that introduction. I knew I would be dancing. Yes. And then yeah. you go to this audition yeah. from ballet to, which is a, a good progression because it's a, it's a Victoria. That is a very ballet kind of dance. And you Absolutely. get the role. Yeah. I mean, we had two days of auditions. Um, you know, right away, they sort of, you know, taught us one of the, one of the sections to sort of clear through. And then we went on to the ball. And I was just, I feel like we just danced our faces off. And I mean, we were exhausted, but I was just something in me wanted it so bad. But I was also really nervous that they were going to call me back and have mm-hmm. me come in and sing. And, you know, coming from the ballet world, I wasn't that, you know, we, mm-hmm. I wasn't, I, you know, I had dabbled in musical theater as a young girl, but oh, I was a little bit freaking out. So, I got called out, called back, called back. And then, you know, the last of the day, maybe there was like 12 of us. Everyone got their vocal books out, warming up their voices. I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Everyone doing all this stuff. And I was freaking out and I, I just went to my car and I just sat there over and over and just saying happy birthday, saying happy birthday and got it ready to go, got it ready to go. And then came back in and I was of course last after everyone and they said hey Jean-Michel you know what are you going to sing for us today and I said happy birthday and they said great why don't you go over to Kristen at the piano and she can work that out with you Kristen Blodgett who I had no idea who that was at the time (laughs) and who couldn't have been lovelier to me um she said you know great, you're going to sing happy birthday. And I said, yes. And she said, oh, what key would you like that in? And I was like, hmm. And she was like, and I was like, that's perfect. (laughs) So we did it. It went well. And they said, great, can you come back tomorrow? So I said, okay. And then I came back the next day and they taught me the Victoria solo. And, and that was it. And I think about a month later, I got my call that I got the job. I, that is, it's so fascinating because the audition, like as someone who doesn't do this for a living or ever has done it, didn't even, you know, do any like musical theater growing up. So I was never auditioning or casting for any of this stuff. It's kind of fascinating to hear like the honestly how difficult and nerve wracking those situations are. Um, but I, I kind of like, I'm thinking about now that you get, you get this. So you get this job now and I'm going back to like, your parents are just like, Oh yeah, there were just some people as cats dancing when, and you've only seen one night of VHS to prep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What was the, like, what was your reaction the first time you heard the story they told you? Like, did, was it a, holy hell, there's so much going on here. I did not realize there was a depth there. Or did you kind of like, oh, I saw some of that from the movie. Like, when they walked through the story. Uh, no, I think when I watched the movie, I was quickly seeing, like, what 
maybe what was going to be happening the next day, just sort of like what the gist was. I wasn't sitting back, just sort of relaxing into the story. But um, it was a lot of information to see, mm -hmm. a lot. So it's, I had to just, you know, take it piece by piece. When they started telling us about the story, I don't think it was anything they told us was overwhelming because it was like, what? It's so unusual. Yeah. It's yeah. not just a regular story. So you're trying to wrap your head around any piece of material they're giving you about this group of cats. And then, um, which is helpful, it just gets deeper and deeper as you go when you're learning it. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's a, a long process of learning the story, I think. Yeah. I just, I find that whole part fascinating because as someone who like saw it and then didn't think about it and then now n knows way too much about it. But like, I'm, I'm imagining the, like a circle, like a powwow almost of all of you in rehearsals, just being told this like in-depth story of cats that besides the super fans, like 95% of the people that go see the show one time are not going to pick up most of it. And so it's always such a fascinating piece of like, you're going into this, it's going to be your future now for the foreseeable future. You know, you're going to mm -hmm. contract to then basically take that all in on top of the, I've got to learn the Victoria solo and I got to learn the ball and I got to learn all the dancing and the singing and all the, the other stuff. But it's such an interesting piece because the story is so loose that like, that's the part that's always fascinated me of this process of like, I want to, I want to be a fly on the wall in one of those rooms one time when they go through the whole story. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I feel like I'm sure I I'm sure I was probably the only one that had never seen it before. Um, you know, it seems like, you know, sometimes before you go to an audition, you've either seen the show or you've like, you know, really prepared. And this was sort of very last minute for me. Um, but I felt like, you know, everyone probably was a little bit ahead of the game. Maybe a lot of people came from New York and, you know. So I was just like, why? What is, what is all this? And I wanted to be like, mom, you did not tell me that this was the story of the show. Yeah. So. Did, I mean, but did your parents pick that up? Um, well, we could go back and ask, but I think at the time, maybe, maybe like in the moment while they were there, there were things that, you know, they picked mm -hmm. up. But I think generally, I think they probably not probably a lot of like dancing and singing of cats but why it was happening and why someone went away and yeah why are we hearing all these stories you know yeah I well know. i mean and it's really interesting too because like if you take just victoria's arc it's like a coming of age story mm -hmm. and so it's like did they recognize that and then to then come watch you do that on stage later yeah i don't know Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Let's, let's fast forward a little bit. Um, you're now doing the show. Your, I, your tour seemed like a little crazy with some of the stuff I heard about Atlantic city and some of the stops. I, and, I didn't go to Atlantic city. Oh, you didn't go to Atlantic city. Okay. No. So you missed the, that was, it seemed like a very crazy stop. We started in Biloxi, Mississippi. At okay. Casino for Emmons, I believe. Okay. And we did our shortened version of the show. Okay, so what's what's the shortened version? Who's cut? Uh, well, we didn't have... I think it was probably similar. It was at the Atlantic City that they did the shortened version. That was like their almost 
previews essentially is what they kind of called it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think they probably just did the same kind of thing with us. Also, when we were rehearsing in New York, there was only half of us because the other half was to- they were on tour. Still on the tour. Okay. And we were the new group coming in to meet them. Okay. Which was a very interesting dynamic because first we go to New York and we're rehearsing and we're meeting each other for the first time and crawling around on the floor with people we don't know going mm-hmm. like, can I, can I lick your or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then, then we all became so comfortable with each other. Three weeks later or so we go and we meet the new or the, the group. The, the rest. They, yeah. they know their stories. We've been on tour. They've, and they're comfortable with what their stories are and their relationships. And then here we come. And we just, we had to blend. And I remember that first rehearsal so well. Um, and it was crazy, but it was exciting. And it brought our level where we thought we were up so high. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our last rehearsals in New York, Jillian Lynn actually came and watched a rehearsal wow. of what we had ready to go and that was like beyond thrilling beyond thrilling um which that performance for her rose our level exponentially Mm -hmm. i mean we were we were in a tiny studio and um sweating on her growling on her and all of the stuff and um you know shape her notes and stuff she just brought us new depth she actually called me out personally and um terrifying yeah. uh, where, where's the little white pussycat grand island come here and it was like the parting of the seas and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> come here come here and she proceeded to do the whole white cat solo and explain the entire thing and the coming of age and how you know really you're becoming a woman and you're feeling your body for the first time and how to do that and to then you know that's to growl at the end when you touch the ground and go okay now you do it <laughs> it was just like amazing what an, ex- what an experience yeah amazing so we felt we felt really good after that and then we met our the other half of our cast and gosh it was crazy and they made us so much better you know they really mm-hmm. they were such good cats which was yeah, so impressive. Had a year of doing it, right? They're, yeah. they're used to the mannerisms. So tell me a little bit about the tour. Tour seems crazy. Like what what do you remember? Funny stories, like kind of chaotic okay. moments of being being out doing not just like on tour. I, I'm assuming tour is pretty crazy in general, but doing yeah. cats on tour, like it's an interesting vibe at the theater because it's such a different show than a lot of the stuff that's rolling through towns, like especially across America. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, tour life, it was my first time on tour and I probably a lot of ours, we were young and oh my gosh, so excited. And, um, I, I mean, it was thrilling because, you know, you were signing autographs for the first time and people are dressed like you and, you know, people would give you gifts. And I just, I actually opened my cat's box today just to like look at memorabilia and stuff. And I have letters from families that were like thank you so much for like paying attention to our 14 year old son in the audience or you know this little girl came backstage and gave me her teddy bear and you know like all these wonderful things things like that were wonderful 
um, crazy, uh, you're working really hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that was the best workout of my life. Yeah. Two and a half yeah. hours. I think besides when Mungo Jerry and Rumble Teaser are going on, we are dancing. I, I, my track was dancing and um, there was such little time to rest. And when you, even when you're not moving, you are totally on as a animal so yeah. it was you're crawling and yeah oh yeah yeah i mean i and i was a kitten so i was on the ground the whole time some of the bigger adult cats they they stood a lot more but um i did uh something crazy that happened on stage i can't remember what city it was maybe he would remember but right at the end of the ball you're so tired you've been working 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 and there's this little part at the end this little paddle turn with your elbows out called whirly gigs i believe and you're going, 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 that's right before the end. And I am next to Tugger. And he goes, oh, no. And I broke his nose. Oh, wow. Yeah. Our beautiful, beautiful Stan Stanley, Rum Tum Tugger. And he, I mean, he was, he had to have surgery. He was out of the show. I just. Oh, wow. Yeah. So things happen all the time on stage. And you're, you just, you're going with it. And you're just making it part of the show. And, you know, the audience doesn't know. I mean, you, God forbid you ever break character. You know, it was yeah. really, I think, the best learning experience of acting for me. Um, I mean, as a dancer, we're always acting. As singers, you're acting. But this was like a totally different level of acting and, um, you know, becoming an animal and staying in character. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's live theater, so there's always stuff that's going to happen. Like that's what yeah. makes it so unique, because everything's you know every show is different. Um, it, it's the touring life is, is crazy. You know, right. it's like it's and and the show is you know the you you mentioned like, it's like the best workout, but it is the mo- that was one of the things I walked away with the first time I saw it was like I didn't I couldn't tell you the plot I couldn't tell you anything I watched was like that looked so physically demanding mm-hmm. that I was like impressed of the athleticism that it took to be able to do that. Cause it is just constantly on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think it's just Mungo general teaser. And I think that's it. I mean, there's oh like, my gosh, may, you maybe slow down a few times during memory or like, you know, there are moments where you, may, if you're lucky, maybe you're sitting on a tire at the back instead of being on the ground, but it's still, you're, you're still, still on, you're still on there and you're still yeah. Yeah, in, in cat basically. For sure. You're, you're engaged in the story and what's happening or, Hanging on something, you know, cl- you know, your position could be something where you have to be holding on to a bar, hanging upside down, you know, or whatever. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back for more of The Wrong Cat Died. So I want to pivot a little bit because you mentioned about the stories and how, you know, when you joined the cast, you had like they all had their stories how much were you told, like when you became Victoria, you know, you're mm-hmm. doing your New York rehearsal, what did they tell you was her story? I mean, the, the coming of age and Jillian's telling you that in the dance, but mm-hmm. how much, how much do they give you that? And then how much do you have to fill in the blank on? I think um, what I really remember is that I'm giving a little bit of a story. I feel like I remember that I was like a sort of like a, a pampered house kitten. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, well taken care of. And um, 
that was sort of like wherever I, that was where I came from. Um, and, you know, I, you know, have, I'm a kitten, so I'm friends with all these, like, Rumble Teaser, Misto. Um, yeah, I had a really good friendship, at least for me, uh, with Misto and Rumble Teaser and Syllabub. Lots of little kittens. Um, and I, I feel like they let us fill in the blanks a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. Um, you know, as far as the choreography kind of gives you the storyline as certain things that you have to be a part of, yeah. and then you really, you really have some free range. As long as I'm not doing anything as Victoria that she definitely wouldn't do. Totally. And I think it's a little easier because there's not the dialogue. So it's not like you can, you can go make a bunch of changes to like what they would say. And you're staged and dancing with whoever you're dancing with and staged with who you're staged with. So, you know, there's like you do who lifts you in your production. Is it Alonzo? Uh, Tumble Brutus. Tumble Brutus. My okay. boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, that changes because that's Alonzo in some situations too. So it's like uh, that is where you get some of these like interesting um, yeah. Uh, this dynamic versus that. So the the cast that comes back, how much did they try to bring into that story? That they were like, oh no, hold on, new Victoria here, you gotta play this or you gotta play that. Um, I think there there may have been like a little bit, but I think like a lot of our discussions with each other were never really done as people; they were kind of done as cat. Yeah. <laughs> and um. It feels like most of the time we were cats, even mm-hmm. though, you know, if you really break down the day, you were probably a person longer, but it felt like we spent all of our time as cats, whether it was like in rehearsal or whatever. So anything we kind of had to discuss kind of felt like we were doing it between our characters, as weird mm-hmm. as that sounds. So maybe they would try to do their old um, oh, okay. track okay. with you that they did with someone else and it would that didn't really so you would kind of just over time we kind of just made our own story which i think is what happens with every cast and and that's why there's no clear answer is because right. there's so many casts you know there's different productions and then different years and different everything. And there are so many variations and slight tweaks to choreography and staging and the stage isn't big enough. So these two are together now and they weren't normally. And, um, and so everyone fills in, let me give you a couple that I want to know if, if you either talk ever talked about or are are things that you want. So is Grisabelle your mom? I don't think so. Um, I've heard that. I don't, I don't know if I remember hearing that when I was touring. Um, and maybe if I heard it, I was kind of like, no, she's not my mom. But I do feel a very strong pull to her for whatever mm-hmm. reason. I'm very connected to her. I'm always very interested in her and why everyone's so mean to her. I feel like I was very observant of when she would come on the stage and it would be like, hurry, 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 it's Chris Bella, or mm-hmm. don't look, you know, or someone would protect the little kittens. And I would be like, why? What's going on? Why do we, you know, and so I felt like I was very questionable about that because I, I feel like my character really saw the good in the characters, especially mm-hmm. her. And I wanted, you know, I, yeah. I want to see the good in people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I had one person say that they thought Victoria was last year's Jellicle choice and that, that this year is oh. the re- being reborn into this, like in being reborn into Victoria. So do you think that that's like, did you ever think about that? Um, sorry. See, so this essentially year. that, so Grizabelle goes to, she's oh. the choice. Whoever was Victoria was last year. And this is now the next, their next life. And that's why you're younger and having your come of age story. Cause you're, just you've just been reborn basically i was i was grizzabella potentially i mean that's or well it depends on how you look at every choice every year like is there yeah that is interesting the fans and everyone's have thought a lot about this that's why this show exists (laughs) that's why podcasts exist i feel like all of that i mean maybe it happened before but when we started becoming aware that these fans were doing this it was mind-blowing and crazy if they ever mentioned you so i don't know if i think that's i don't think i think that's true i think okay. always everything's a possibility with the show so i can yes. see you know if she's she was pretty ratty at the end mm-hmm. um for her to come back look at this beautiful white pristine pure that i mean i could see that i could see that i could, yeah. could hop on board with that Okay. If you were talking to someone who's going to go play Victoria tomorrow, what advice would you give them? Hmm. Oh, well, gosh, have fun. Um, (laughs) I mean, don't fall off your leg in the spotlight. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think to really, I I feel like it's a, she has her own, arc in the story Mm -hmm. uh, as far as her coming of age and I feel like that's really important to depict in in who she is at the beginning and because she not only does she change so much in the middle and then at the end she also really uh, changes the story of the show what happens so Mm -hmm. um, you know when she accepts Bella at the end so I would just say to really just get into deciding your who your character is and I just remember going going through every move and like how I how I really felt and you know just to really embrace the choreography and make it your own and just enjoy enjoy telling the story mm-hmm. yeah is there um if you got to go back and do it, mm-hmm. or if you got to like add to the story, what was like? What's one Victoria plotline you you wish was like more brought into it? Huh. Uh, like a real plotline or a? It could be either or. I think Victoria actually has one of the few. Like most of the cats don't really have what I would call a plotline, unless you're Grizabella. Like a lot of them have a they pop in and they tell their own little story and then they pop out and like everything else we're making up or we're assuming. Um, but Victoria has like a full coming of age story. Like there's a little bit of a plot and that's why in the like 2019 movie, I think they made her the um, narrator essentially. It's was like, everything is going to come through her eyes because you can kind of follow that story. True. So I'm curious, like if you, it can be something that, that is, out of left field that's kind of made up that you wish was part of Victoria's story, or it could be something where it's like, here's something we kind of didn't never spoke, but we always assumed. Hmm. You know, I don't really know. Um, 
It's been years since you did the show. So it's always fun to kind of like press everybody on these things. Absolutely. I don't know. I think it'd be fun to see see like a sassier side come out of her, you know? I like that. And maybe that's just because that's me and there's a side of me that is uh, that way. But um, that would be fun because I feel like she always kind of idolized, and when I did, I feel like she always idolized like Bomb and Meter, mm-hmm. and uh, that she kind of like craved to be part of that group that was older. And um, I don't know, to like have some sort of situation there with them. I like it. Do you, I think Victoria should join the McCavity song in the dance. Well, she does. Well, the, she does. The, we do the background. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking like a trio instead of a oh, duo. No, oh my gosh, I would love that. I mean, I definitely fantasized about singing Macavity. Um, <laughs> our uh, um, our Demeter Kate Farner was oh, she was so fabulous. But um, and same with the Robert Bomb Ballerina. But I would just do that background dancing and just belt my face off like I was preparing to go in for Demeter if it needed yeah. to happen, you know? So I think it would be fun if Victoria had yeah, some sort of uh, play. She's come of age. She's ready to be there. I want to see what McCavity's all about. You know, I want to see a little danger. Yeah. I That's part of Cats too, I guess. Because, like, that's, that's your story ends before we can get you there as Victoria. Yeah. Um, let's do some rapid fire on the show. So if you could go on for any cat one, one night, forget if it's male, female, vocal range, any, just, if you could just do one track for the day, who would you want to do? Okay. So that's really hard. Even though I you kind can pick of more just, than one. you can pick okay, more than one. I'll do like a, a mini of each. Okay. Um, because honestly, after you're a part of the show, I think we could all appreciate every single yeah. person and what they do. Um, I think, like I said, I think I've always wanted to be Demeter. Um, one time, Art, Demeter and I, between shows, we switched. We, she always wanted to be Victoria. And so we switched <laughs> costumes and did our makeup just to take a picture. And, wow. Um, yeah, and so at least we have that. Um, so, you know, I think I've always wanted to be Demeter. And she, I just feel like it would be really fun to act that and to sing it and everything. Mm-hmm. However... I just want to sing Touch Me at the end. I mean, I just want to feel that. Belt it one So bad. And so I think it'd be amazing to be Grizz for that. I love the fact that in my role, I got to dance so much. So that would be hard to give up to be Grizz, but to just... Oh, my gosh. It's also kind of the opposite because you're only on stage for like 15 minutes. Like you're on stage the whole time and Grizz is on stage for... A few, a few dances and then sing. Yeah. And um, I actually roomed with our Grizz, D. Rossioli, mm. who's just ridiculously amazing. And she would be, she was just so funny because we were just sweating, dripping. <laughs> and she would be backstage knitting. Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> and then she'd come on and be like, sing like the most glorious voice ever and we would just be crying every night like Mm -hmm. it it just was amazing so yeah it's i the first time i was like wait they're really only on stage for 15 minutes i'm like oh but they they have a talent to do that Mm -hmm. you know it's and it's the opposite because most of art would could never do victoria and it's like that's why everybody has their their role so it's it's so special show filled with with incredible talent in so many different ways 
And yeah, we all learn from each other so much on the show. Like Dee would give me voice lessons and I would give her ballet lessons. Wow. Actually, and same with um, uh, our conductor, uh, Dee Scott Ferguson. He would take ballet lessons from me and he would give me vocal lessons. And everyone did that with each other on tour. It was That's so cool. It was amazing. Everyone was so good. You know, people were learning how to tap. People were learning how to tumble. Oh, my gosh. We all went to a tumbling uh, gym. Uh, I think it was in Detroit. And all of us, by the end of it, were doing standing back tucks. Wow. Like, yeah. Our, our McCavity um, cohort and taught us all, like, we all were doing back layouts. Like, I don't even know how it happened. It was magic. That so is So we impressive. learned a lot from each other. Yeah. Um, who are your favorite and least favorite characters in the show? Okay. Um, as, as a person or as my character? I ask it as a person, but mm. it seems to blur more times than that when I yeah. ask. Because you, because you basically embodied your character for so right. long that it's like you kind of embrace that. But I am curious as you as a person. Oh, gosh. I... You know, I don't know why. I wasn't thinking of this before when I was thinking about it. Like, who is my favorite cat? Um, but right when you just said it, I thought Misto. Mm, okay. You know? It's yeah. funny, though, because I don't think I would have said that before. But um, Another great dance number. You know? Yeah. And I feel I've always been really good friends with all the Mistos. But um, I love that part when I just get to watch them work it. and. Yeah. And do their magic, and the audience is just so amazed and having the best time. So I, I love that part of the show. It is a crowd pleasing moment almost every time. Yeah. What about what about Lee's favorite? I'm not gonna let you off the hook. There's gotta be I somebody. This is the worst question ever. Um, oh no, there's definitely one that bugs you. There's always one. Well, I don't think. Ugh, I don't know if there's anyone that bugs me. I treat this as like a family member question. Like, you know, you got the, they're still family. You still love them, but there's that one. That's like, ah, oh, the, this, this one. Okay. Um, I think even though I liked doing this number, I think Jenny, he does. Okay. But I, I love that. I, but I also loved it. I loved doing the tap dance. I, mm -hmm. you know, she was fabulous. It was, I feel like if you're talking about like Thanksgiving dinner, it's kind of a lot. It's like yeah. a big, it's a, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's a lot of noise. It's a lot. Of, <laughs> it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of performing. Um, but I, but it's hard because I, I like Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's a good, it's a good answer. I, I've only had one or two people refuse to answer it. And I'm uh, always like, yeah. no, there's definitely one. There's definitely one. It's gotta be one. I mean, it's usually Bustifer. Bustifer is a very common answer. Uh, okay. I could see that. Yeah. Um, or my answer has always been Peter, but I don't think Peter was on your tour. It's just Bustifer no. and Gus's dancing cat in the beginning. Yeah. Um, so usually, again, there's one. Okay, we can move on. What's your favorite song from the show? Well, I mean, I, I think I'm going to have to say memory because, I mean, I don't want to have to be so like, memory is my favorite song. But I just remember sitting like after the whole show, mm -hmm. you know. You have worked hard. You have put your whole body, your whole notion, everything into it. When when Chris would come out and sing that, I literally was brought to tears. Like, 
I want to say time just chills on all of us. We're just brought together for that moment. And it was mm-hmm. beautiful. It was totally sensational. This so is, uh, I feel that's why, because she made yeah. it that way for me. Yeah. This isn't good for my last question. I know. Um, <laughs> it's okay. My last few have not been votes for Grizz. So I'm like, I, it's going to, it's going to normalize back to, to the positive. Um, which cat do you think would be the best living on tour? Like who would be living their best life on a tour bus? If you just take the character. Oh, who would, who would do tour? Well, what cat? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which gosh. cat would be like thriving in a tour environment? I have thoughts on this, so don't worry if you can't. I can, yeah. I, can, I can give you my answers after. Well, I guess it depends on what kind of a tour cat you're talking about. You know, like living their best life or just like doing the work or what? It, um, yeah, you can answer. I, what's, it's funny you ask that because my two answers to this answer that question exactly polar opposites. Depend, it's like depending on which way you interpret it, one answers this and one answers that. Gosh, um, well, this is sort of, this is sort of not a real, not, not a real cat, but I would have to say living their best life on tour would have to go to our wing cat that we named Spike. So it's kind of. Okay. Tell me more about Spike. Half here. Uh, Spike was, um, our friend Tucker Ty Davis. He played many, many cats, but sometimes he would come on for the generic cat. And this cat was wild. This cat was wild. Like, he would come up and lick your face, lick your whole face during a part where you couldn't move. And you would have, like, you would have to take it. And he would just, he would cause all kinds of shenanigans and have fun and dance and sing and just lived his best life. So I think for a very interesting and fun tour, Spike would be a good option for tour life. So Spike is, is a just a dancing ensemble number in the beginning. Right. But is yeah. it, is, is he Spike like dressed a generic as... brown okay. unitard? I don't think I've ever heard about Spike before. I think we made up his name. I don't think it was official. I think he made up the name. I love it. Cause I, I so think that's the, add that to but is it also, yeah. So is that also like, is that it's a swing? It's not like it's the bus Gus track that's dancing in the beginning. No, I don't think it was because he went on for specific roles. He did Misto, he did Pounceful. Okay. For whatever reason, he would go on as Spike. Can't remember like when this all happened, but we knew. We were like, watch out. Spike's on. I, I, that is a I mean, fun would, little... It would change your pattern. It would change your track because you would either want to avoid it happening to you. I have so many questions because I'm <laughs> like, where does Spike fit in? Like... It's, it's, I've, I, there's the dancing ensemble in the beginning and there's definitely like, they add people to that, but it's mm-hmm. usually like in, and most of my knowledge is the Andy Boy can be or more recent one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, there's baby Grizz, which is essentially, they sometimes make the Grizzabella go out and just do the opening number dance. And it's right. like lightly changed, but you know, uh, makeup and costume. Right. And then the bus gush track goes and does some of this, but there's an entire separate, just generic unitar, like not one of those characters that would go out as a swing to fill in basically when maybe you needed somebody yeah. was out and they just weren't going to be that character the whole time. I guess. I don't know. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to have to, I'll send you a whole, a whole thing about it. I'll, 
I'll talk to him about it. That is get the uh, info. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I need to talk to Spike. Maybe you do. I'll find out what the whole Spike situation is. Yeah, you're gonna have to put me in touch oh, with yeah, Spike. He was he was crazy on stage. For an episode. Yeah. Well, I love the like freedom because it's not like a you're Alonzo today or <laughs> you're this particular person. Cause they've renamed they've named some of those in the beginning. And then but almost all of them are another cat that's gonna come later. Right. And they're just dancing in the beginning and they have a different name for that particular cat. But they're just like loosely changed. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think McCavity has one and like there's a couple. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that there was just a separate swing that I was like, nope, I'm gonna come in and just cause chaos. Oh, yeah. He would stir things up. And it was good. It was good for the show, really. I mean, because although really every night the show is changing. And that's what I love mm-hmm. about the show is that it's not a show that you're doing, oh, eight shows a week. It's the same show every day or whatever. It is literally different every night. Even if the audience thinks it looks exactly the yep. same every night, it is different. And that's what kept us so entertained as performers and just obsessed. And that's... And honestly, it's what makes this show so like continue 120 mm-hmm. plus episodes in is because I've talked to 25 productions and all those different characters. I've never once heard about a spike or even the idea of a spike. Oh, I'm so glad it's we like, can bring it to you. It's so fun to hear all these different like nuances to the show that's been running for so long because there's all the like there's so much stuff not documented about this show. There's so there's a lot of theories and thoughts and way too much fan fiction that I ever <laughs> thought I'd need to read. But there's all these other little strange and fun little quirks that don't change the show every day, but do change the show every day. And that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, million dollar question. Ugh. I've already got length that I don't think it should be Grizabella. Sounds like you're leaning that way. But let's. I want to hear your defense if you're going to defend her or if not, who you would pick. I mean, I'm sure you've heard a lot of well, similar answers and a lot of different ones too. But um, I mean, I think Victoria trusts the decision. You know, okay. I think she's she she sees the good. She wants, you know, what Duke wants, and um, she supports it. You know, she supports it. I think she wants it to be Grizz. Let me, and if it's not going to be Grizz, then it can be Gus. Yeah, okay. I mean, he's old. yeah, it's, he's ready. It's okay, but I think you know maybe Gus was expecting it, and maybe I don't know. Maybe I think it was Gus, good for him to see will. someone else go. Just uh, inter- that. Okay, I don't That's know. A, that could be Not an argument. It. I think he was ready, and it was his. And then she comes back, and my beef with that currently is yeah. that. I think she needs to spend a year with the family and go next year. And so that alone is like, that gives you a redemption. That gives you your arc. That gives you your acceptance. You get the mm-hmm. exact same story, but minus the like showy ending, which you might, which you still <laughs> probably need for, you know, yeah. for theater, but for sure. from a pure family, if I'm looking at this, not like a musical theater number and just more of like the family is making this call. I want her to go next year. I want her to spend a year, go to some birthday parties, <laughs> hang out. And some dinners. I think that is a perfectly good answer as well because everyone's on board with her right now. So yeah. it's a good time for her to feel that love that she has been missing for a really long time. And, um, you know, like reconnect her friendships and all that and have that moment. I, I, I slip both ways. It's very, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I have argued this so much at this point that I'm like, I've got the numbers down to less. She's less than half the votes. And so that's really where I'm happy about is that I'm getting, (laughs) I've gotten it to the point where now she's less than half. And uh, I think that's a win. It's a win in my book. Yeah. Um, This is super fun. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on. How can people stay in touch with you or keep up with anything you're doing? I don't know. You can find me at JM Sayeg, S-A-Y-E-G, on Instagram. Awesome. And yeah. This was so fun. Anytime I learn something new, which happens still most of the episodes, but like I'm not, I'm gonna be thinking about Spike the rest of the, the day. It's, <laughs> it's not, it's not good. I'm gonna just be sitting here going like, all right, what could Spike be doing? Like, what's Spike's you backstory? What else is, what else, what else do I need to learn about Spike? Um, I need to talk to Spike. Is really what it comes down to. Sounds good. So, well, thank you yeah. so much for being here. This was so fun. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, such a fun uh, way to go through memory alone again of all these people and cats that we love. I know. Keep keep the memory alive. That's the goal. (laughs) Exactly. Well, thank you. And thanks everyone else for listening to this episode of the Ron Cat Die, the podcast breakdown, the cast catastrophe. To follow along, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of us listening to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Ron Cat Die, or check out our website, theroncatdie.com. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.